0: The book of Psalms. I've been just enjoying Psalm 119 for a while now. Just love it. Because it is a uh it's a love song. And the the focus of the affection is the word of God. That's right. right? What a beautiful, beautiful psalm that the psalmist could just look. He didn't have the book of Psalms. <laughs> He was writing it. He he had the law of God. Amen. And he just looked at that and said, oh, I love it. I love it. I see, you know, he he saw in it God's mercy and God's goodness and God's care. Even in his commandments, even in his boundaries, he recognized there's a God that loves me. When he was himself a shepherd and understood, he had a rod and a staff, but... He loved those sheep. Amen. And God cares about his children. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your help. Lord, already in this house, Lord, it's just been so good to feel your presence, to come before you, Lord, together. Lord, in fellowship and friendship, God. And Lord, thank you for the words of encouragement that we've already heard, God. Bless your people now. And God, I ask you, Lord, that your word would be a blessing and it would strengthen our faith today, God, and help us to focus on you and you alone. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Psalm 119. I'm not going to read the whole thing. 176 verses. You're welcome. But let's start in verse 124. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy. And teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work. Listen. For they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way. Okay. Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. And the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. God's so good. Amen. How do we know how good he is? We know it because of his word telling us. We spent a lot of time last week, and we're kind of in a series or kind of in a theme, if you will, right now. And and we went to... Scripture that talks about how we ought to behave ourselves in the house of the Lord. And we spent a good bit of time talking about worship. Talking about the the encouragement that we come to give one another. Talking about prayer. Talking about Bible teaching and preaching. And how important these things are as we gather together. and, And the importance of this gathering and what it really means to us and to God. Praise God. The, it's easy though. I understand this. I'm not here to, to, to condemn anyone, but can I tell you it's easy to, to misunderstand sometimes. And we spent a lot of time last week on this. I'm going to review just a little bit, but what does it really matter? You know, as long as people are getting together like this and, and, and you know, we're trying to do something good and something right, you know, and, and even if we don't get together, you know, as long as I'm trying to do better, isn't that good? Don't you see in the midst of this generation all the evil and all the darkness and all the bad? And here I am. I'm doing my best to be good and, and I'm not hurting anybody and I'm focusing on positive things. Why would you have a problem with that? I know there have been a lot of preachers and preaching sermons, if you will, that, that, that really just condemn, just really kind of like the Pharisees of Jesus' day, you know, kind of set themselves up with pride. Your brother was talking about, you know, I I'm right, and, and everybody else is just kind of kind of down here beneath me because of how right I am, and that turns everybody's stomach. Right. Right. We don't we don't look at God's word and say, I want to worship the way the Bible tells me to worship because of some pride and ego trip. Right. But it's because we truly love Jesus. We love him right. yes, I mean really love him and know that, that that he is so amazing and really believe that yeah. to say I love him and and then just make up some things about him that are really more about me and what I like and what I'm comfortable with right. am I really loving him right. do I do I thank God for my wife here and if you've got family here today thank God for it you know, I, I thank God for her and could, could I say I love her if I don't even try to know her? Try to try to understand her? Is that love? Have you ever been around somebody? I'm sure we have in this day. The Bible talks about people being lovers of their own selves. God's God doesn't enjoy that and, and neither do we. If you would mind me speaking for us. We don't, uh, to be in a room with someone who, who, who seems like they want to spend time with us and, and calls us their friend, but really it's just more time to spend talking about their favorite subject, them. And, uh, and they can brag about them and talk about how awesome they are and better than so many other people. And you find out they're really not concerned about who I am. And God talks about this last day with the dangerous times that we're going to live in and people are going to be lovers of their own selves. It's, uh, it is important. It is important. If we're going to call it worship, if we're going to say, Oh, how I love Jesus. We got to find out, you know, what it, what he's about. We can't just make things up. Have you ever heard of the spaghetti monster? Yeah. You've heard of spaghetti. Mon- have you heard of spaghetti monster? Of course you have. It's funny because when I put it in my notes and I typed out (laughs) Pastafarianism, it didn't come up a made-up word that was needed spell-checked. Even my word processor knew that Pastafarianism was a real thing. (laughs) Because in the mid-2000s, around 2005, they were trying to introduce a book. This is how far... Sadly, our school systems have fallen from, from any semblance of, of godliness. They just wanted to introduce a science book that had a sentence or two. I think it was two sentences that literally said, now the whole science book taught evolution as a, as a, as a fact. But it said that there is, there are people that, that believe that the intricacy of of the world and and its ecosystems and and its DNA and life that they believe that it has been because of such a detailed design, there must be a designer. And in order to learn more about something that is called um, slip in my mind right now, that that there is a designer, that there is a book that you can refer to. That's all that it said and the media and the, went crazy that they're teaching creationism rather than uh than a design they 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 they're, they're trying to 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 put put the, god in schools and they're trying to tear down science and all it was was saying that there's somebody some people believe that there is a designer behind the design and if you want to learn more about it here's the name of a book They weren't teaching that book. They weren't bringing that book into the school. They were just referring to it, and everybody went crazy. So as kind of a sarcastic jab, somebody said, you know what? If they're allowed to have religion in school, I'm going to write a book called The Gospel of the Spaghetti Monster. And he's the one who made everything, and he's made a spaghetti and meatballs, and I'm going to start a church. That follows the tenets of this gospel called Pastafarianism. Oh and uh, in some places that is actually on the books as a legal religion that can be recognized uh, by our government or governments in different nations. You say, brother, that's ridiculous. What does that have to do with anything? That's You can't just make stuff up. I agree with that. Right. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Can't just. Pull something out of the figment of your imagination and worship that as a deity—that's ridiculous. And that was their point. How about uh, how about uh, a man named Ron L. L. Ron Hubbard? He was a science a science fiction writer. He has some books out about uh, that are science fiction. Let's just leave it at that. And and one day he wrote a book that was called Dianetics. And now some of the the, the most uh, popular movie stars of america john travolta tom cruise they're scientologists today the church of scientology is a huge organization based on a book a religious book that was written by a science fiction author in recent years oh that sounds so insane that sounds so crazy you can't just start a religion. You can't just make stuff up and, Pastor, where do you think you're going with this? I don't believe in making up stuff about science fiction monsters, whether they're made out of spaghetti or or, or if Tom Cruise thinks it's cool. Who cares about that? I believe in Jesus, and I think the Bible is right. What did Jesus say to the religious people of that day? Search the Scriptures. For in them, you think you have eternal life. You think what you're living is backed up by the Bible. He said, search it. That's right. Because they testify of me. That's right. In order for me to say, I love Jesus and he's my Lord. Those words kind of mean something. And if you really do love him. And you think he's worthy of your love and he appreciates that love. And I do. I think that's all he wants for us is to to love him and know how much love he has for us. And we start attributing characteristics to him that have nothing to do with him. That have more to do with, with what we like. Can you imagine in this day the apostles... Who wrote, God used to write scripture, coming into town and saying, I want to go to church somewhere. Hey, this looks like a good one. What's it called? St. Paul? <laughs> Peter says, hey, Paul, look at that. you got a church. Yeah. What do you think Paul would have thought about that? All right. All right. You know, he wrote to the Corinthians that they were carnal because some say they are of Paul and some say they are of Peter and some say they are of Apollos right. I had a man one time condemn me to hell as a and say my, my church goes all the way back to John the Baptist called his church a, a Baptist church and that was the church and because I wasn't a part of that church I was outside of that church and I was lost you think John would have been excited about? It. He said, "I must decrease, That's right. and he must increase." Yes, All the the man-made organizations that have have sprung out of what I like and what I'm comfortable with, and the traditions that 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 I I feel like are appropriate. Amen. I looked up a man. I I really don't. I have a lot more to preach about this. We spent most time last week about this, but I, I went to a place to, to eat here recently and, and, uh, saw uh, a man It was, uh, at the Greek Orthodox Church and I saw a man and he was there and I said, I went to school with that man. I was, I'd graduated high school with that man. I said, I said, I, uh, did that man come from Lancaster? They said, Father Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> he was just Andy when I knew him. And uh, somebody was asking me about Andy, and I, I went. And I, w- I thought I'm gonna th- look at their church a little bit. I saw, I saw him and some of these other elders with gold robes marching down the aisle, and where? they think we're strange. <laughs> to to come into church and to to put on a show of uh, of of some kind of holiness of wearing things that look like you're. Oh, help us, God. Let's get back to the word of God. Yeah, right. Let's, you know, if you really love him, just stop and listen to him. All right. Pay attention. Stop the look at all the things that he has said. You know, look what it says in Second Timothy four. Does does it matter how we pray and how we worship? Does it matter how we give and how we how we approach the word of God. Well, do we love him or do we love this sense of self-righteous, religious observance that we have set up for ourselves? Is it enough to just say, well, I'm, I, I'm doing a whole lot better. Hey, thank God. Listen to me right now. If you're doing better and you're not getting yourself in trouble, I'm, I'm glad for that. I'm glad for any organization that helps people try to do better and be positive. But if you're going to say you love Jesus, you're going to have to find out who he is. You're go- it's going to matter to you if you really love him. Amen. 2 yeah. Timothy 4.1 I charge thee therefore before God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and at his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Listen, for the time will come when they shall they will not endure sound doctrine. What is sound doctrine? It's the word of God Rightly divided, not just something taken out of context, molded in shape to fit my preferences. Hey, let me tell you, there's a lot of times I've come to the word of God as a growing Christian. And thank God, I hope I'm still growing. That's my desire to keep learning and keep growing. But I thought that's not the way I would do it. All right, That's not what I would prefer. That's going to kind of make me feel a little uncomfortable, God, if I do it that way. I have to, what it's going to boil down to is do I trust his ways better than my way? Yeah. Or do I really, down deep, fundamentally say, God, I think you're so awesome, but really, I think my ways are probably a little more awesome to me at least than you. And I'm if, sure if it works for that person over there, then that's great for them, but I kind of like my way. Who do you trust? Who do you love? Yeah. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears do you get that idea with that word heap that there may be an abundance of the false teachers compared to the minority of the ones that will love you enough to tell you the truth right. Right. they will heap to themselves i got so many people that are telling me you're wrong i've got a bible verse that says this is right, All right. and i love god it doesn't matter. If I love someone, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. You think it's stupid. I just love that quirky little way about her. Hello? All right. My wife. Who do you think I was talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you. God's good. Yeah. You know, there's some times in the Bible that you just hear him as as the psalmist was writing about how his precepts, his ordinances, his commands are just, they're, they're so valuable to me and I just hate every false way. There's times where God, he just sounds like a dad. Right. And he just tells them, here's how I want you to do it. And it's almost like he can get you saying, I just, that's so different than, than what I would normally do. I am the Lord. <laughs> that's just how he ends it. I am the Lord. It doesn't, it's just, that's just the way it is. I'm holy and I'm going to get you there, but you gotta, you gotta love me and trust me. And if, if you choose me, you're choosing life. If you choose me, you're choosing blessing. Right. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. I hear so often. Well, let, let me keep reading. I keep getting distracted. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall t- be turned unto fables. That word fables is used over and over in the New Testament. It's just make believe. It's not something so outlandish like a spaghetti monster or, a, you know, or, uh, Scientology. It, it's, it's about Jesus, but it's really not about Jesus. It's, He's to put his name on the front of it. We're going to use a Bible verse occasionally here. But we're not going to really get the heart of what it's about loving and serving who he really is. Fables. After their own lusts. Why then are so many? If it's a small church, it's still part of a greater denomination or organization. Why are this, is it so popular? It's been around for so long. Fables that that appeal to the lusts of people what they want what they like rather than the blessings of of truth and knowing him the the fight is between our preferences and really the truth they shall be turned turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables i it, it seems like it's a uh, an easy out for a lot of people. Some people don't even really know what the word means. But when you get down to, hey, let's just go back to the word and find out what God really says and what he really likes. Well, see, I'm not legalistic. That's uh, it's funny. I think the last time someone used that, I was trying to have kind of a little Bible study with someone, and I said, "Well, this is what the Bible says. I know this is what you're used to, but the Bible says this." And and you know, we need to just let's follow Him, let's follow God, and let's not just make things up. Or it doesn't matter if it was a, a, a denomination that's named after some uh, who knows where they got that name, but it's 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 it gets back to the Word of God, Amen. Right. And uh, the man said, I, "You're a legalist," and it just struck me there. I. I don't know, maybe this was uh, more than he expected. But I said, you know what, that's, before I said anything about it, I said, can you tell me, that means a lot of things to a lot of people. What does that mean? And he looked at me and I said, I kind of am thinking, you know, that's a dirty word to call a preacher. And you've heard it thrown around a lot, but you don't really know what it means, do you? <laughs> and I was right. I said, let me help you out here. Legalism means, you know, our rules and our laws are so much more important than than just loving God and serving God. I said that is the most ridiculous thing. I believe in loving God and serving God. I want to get to know Him more. And like John said, I must decrease; He must increase. So, and when but I found out, and God will show this to you little by little that. When you start taking those little baby steps and start saying, Okay, God, I, I'm gonna trust you and I, I'm gonna take a step and, and and I'd rather be more comfortable just right where I've always been, but but I'm gonna do things your way with this, and then you find out, Wow, that was that's blessed. God helped me. I, I feel better in that. This is so much better than what I had. That's the battle a lot of people have, that letting go of what you're comfortable with, what you're used to, and just being able to say God, you're so good. And some people can just, it's amazing. Sometimes they just learn that quickly and say, okay, God, uh, I know I'm a mess. I don't need to trust me anymore. I'm just going to find out what you said and do that. And, wow, this is great. Wow, this is great. Let's do some more. Wow, this is great. And they just keep on trusting God and obeying him and being blessed. And sometimes, oh, it's like pulling teeth. Oh, I'll do it again. Haven't I blessed you before? I know, but what about this time? This is a little tougher. It's the same as when it was. I'm going to try. Oh. Wow, thank you, Jesus. You got to testify. Oh, God's so good. God's been good to me. Okay, another another, uh, uh, another step in faith. Oh, not again. It's I, 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 never good enough for you. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's about you being everything that you've been created to be. Can't you just be satisfied with who I am? Don't you be satisfied with that. I've got something exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Amen. Hallelujah! They'll be turned away from the truth and be turned to faith. It does matter. It does matter. It's not about calling yourself so 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 often. There's just uh, after the name of a uh, of a denomination or a preacher from days gone by that we have no idea who they were, what they did, and, or just get into the Word of God and say, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to follow you and always, always, sadly, always when you see people just picking up and following Jesus, that the crowds aren't cheering. There's somebody who's, you know, uh, uh, they're so courageous to follow Jesus. They're so courageous to to, to leave behind all that they they were comfortable with, all that they relied on and just loving Jesus. But it was the religious folks that were always, always, always the, the biggest nightmare for people that just want to exercise simple faith and love Jesus. Amen. Just love him. Follow him. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. They're not going to be grievous to you. Acts, the first chapter, that's just review. Yeah. See, the thing is. As excited as I am about just how good God has been to me and how I know that God will be good to whosoever will, whoever has that will will. He will bless you. He'll save you. He'll pull you out of sin and he'll give you a life, an abundant life. Amen. He'll show you that, that the things that have been holding you back and holding you down and oppressing your mind and it's, uh, you don't have to be held in those chains any longer. And when I see not only how good God is to his children, I see how religion, false religion has, has stolen that from people amen i i don't think uh, this is kind of tough uh let me let me say this again to you before i move on you know when when jesus was talking about the thief read about it there in in the book of john is it the 10th chapter the thief cometh not he doesn't show up unless he's going to steal kill and destroy you say who is that that's a devil well yes but in context, he's talking about false teachers, all right. false shepherds. All right. Yes, he is. Those are thieves that are stealing, yep. killing, destroying. Read it in context. Right. It's the false teachers that are saying, oh, you're going to be all right. You're going to be OK while they pad their pockets, yep. Yep. while they build their kingdom. That's the truth. Right. Right. But Jesus said, I come to give life and that more abundantly. Yeah, right. So it. It does eat me up. It's just like we read about hating every false way. Say, what does it matter what everybody says? Well, if they were lying about my children, I would be upset. Right. If they were lying about my wife, it would bother me. Right. Amen? Yeah. If they're lying about my friends, yeah. it would annoy me. Yeah. Right. It would tick me off. Yep. They're not like that. That's not who they are. Okay. Amen. Yeah. Why is it so uncomfortable for people to say, well... <sighs> That's not really who Jesus is. Get to know him. And he's so much better than that. So much better than that. But I do know. Let me say this as we turn to Acts, the first chapter. I do know that a majority of folks, and that's why the legalist label is thrown around a lot, because there's a lot of that around. See, what happens is there are a lot of churches that have abandoned every bit of sound doctrine Because they say we weren't created to sit in a church and congratulate ourselves about how right we are. Couldn't agree more. Amen. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. Because churches have become self-righteous and proud over their correct doctrinal standing, doesn't mean that we throw out what this Bible really professes and what God loves and how we seek to please him and love him and serve him acceptably which is our reasonable service the bible says there have been so many that like i said have have failed and have hurt people have done damage to faith because all they know is sitting around and talking about doctrine in a classroom as if it's something that just elevates us to a higher plane of existence. But then they walk out of here with a self-righteous attitude holding their nose up when they see people who are hurting. And the problem is that people have this idea it's got to be one or the other. It's got to be this idea of, of knowing the Bible or being able to be active and, and, and compassionate and caring. But Jesus brought grace and truth, is what the Bible says. He, was, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But He was love manifested in the flesh. We cannot... Turn our back on what we know, not that we made up, not what we feel, not it doesn't matter. It doesn't concern me as long as I'm loving and caring. No, no, that's that's who Jesus is. But in that we cannot be satisfied until we walk out of this church and and love our neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I don't feel you can fulfill the great commandments in loving God with all your heart, soul, mind and flesh by making stuff up. About him by imagining, by creating him in your own image, by making him love what I love. And I know he just loves me the way I am. He does love you right there where you are, but he loves you too much to keep you there. So we love him and in that love, which Jesus himself could not separate from loving God with everything, we're going to go out of here with that love and make a difference. And that's really the heart of where I want to focus on for this uh, for as long as God will have me here in first John or no, no, no. I'm sorry. Acts, the first chapter, Acts one, four. Jesus has now been crucified, laid in the grave three days and three nights, and resurrected from the dead. He appears to them, as it tells us in the first couple chapter or verses here of uh, the book of Acts. And then in verse 4, for the just uh, the sake of time, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. What promise is he talking about? Wait, don't, before you go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creation, every creature, wait for that promise. For John, truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. This is going to be the fulfillment of every bit of what Jesus was promised was accomplishing as a new testament savior i'm going to not just forgive you that is amazing that's incredible but that is only a means to an end god's not just saying i'm going to remove your guilt i'm excited about that thank you uh if i need anything else i'll get back to you jesus no 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 no. i've got a greater plan than just forgiveness of your sins i'm going to dwell in you How many people have heard people say, oh, you need to have Jesus in your heart. This is what he's talking about. He said, I am with you, but I will be in you. This he spoke of the comforter, it says in John. It hadn't been poured out yet. It hadn't been given. The thief on the cross that was before all this. Jesus said, it hasn't even come today yet. You've got 10 more days. Go pray. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> Don't mess anything up. You need me in you. That's important. That's important. We're going to get to that. John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Hey, we've got Bible questions. Good. Um, is this the time? Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? We got prophecy questions. We know that, that, that you're going to sit on a throne and Wait, wait, wait. First things first. And he said unto them, he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons which father has put into his own power, but ye shall receive power. Somebody say power. power. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is this is where we come to. This is this is what we we need to kickstart to to not only kickstart, but to birth a New Testament church. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be what? Witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to uttermost part of the earth. You're going to receive power. You've got the truth. You understand who I am. You love me. You've held on this long. So many other has forsaken me. All the multitudes that were fed with the loaves and the fishes and all the times that Jesus got together. And then Paul talks about it, I believe, in 1 Corinthians 15 when he's talking about the resurrection he said about 500 people were here probably on this day when jesus ascended into heaven but only about 120 right. of all those thousands and hundreds that gathered around go to this upper room and say i'm going to wait for this promise that jesus talked about just a remnant yeah, that's right. just a few Amen. You say, brother, I, I, I don't know, man. you just calling out all these man-made uh churches, denominations, organizations. The way is what? Narrow. Few there be that find it. How do we assure that I'm on that narrow path? Stay with, don't make things up. Right. Don't let anybody else make things up. Right, right. Amen. Right. If a leader of a worldwide church stands up and says, you know what? I don't, uh I didn't really care much about what jesus said you call me father Come on. Right. amen right. if the leader of a worldwide church gets up and says you know what uh it's a good book but i'm going to make a decree that if you sit in a little room and confess your sins we'll forgive them for you Come on. we'll be the mediator Come on. I, I, doesn't the bible say there's one mediator between on. god and man the man christ jesus that's all right i'll do that Come on. amen And we'll talk to Mary for you. Hello? And how much of that has just bled through so many different churches and organizations and nominations. A man made. Jesus said, you'll receive power. Don't let somebody make it up. Don't let somebody make it up. The Bible says those in Berea were noble. Paul said they were so noble. Why? They didn't trust me. He didn't say that was a bad thing. He said they searched the scriptures daily. They went into the word of God and said, let's 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 ask some hard questions. Amen. I am uh, a little different than a lot of folks. I relish the idea every time I stand up here. I have confidence enough in thinking people that I think, you know what? I want them to call me on the carpet and just call me out on something. I want to have a Bible study and show them that I didn't have maybe all the time in the world to just dissect every word I said. But I'll back it up if you have time and I'd love to do it. Not because I want to prove I'm right, because I want to show you this is this is the foundation, loving God. But it's not enough. It's not enough just to say, hey, I I love Jesus and I love him according to what the word says, spirit and truth, spirit and truth. God, there's a world that you care about. When I read in this book that you cared about the sinner. I feel like something I've always known, but just kind of, you know how it is when God just kind of pushes it down a little farther in you and says, hey, remember. Because so often I've I've sought for the right words. And they weren't enough. I sought for the right answers and it wasn't enough. But the Bible says that we would receive power. I, I believe that we can be the tools, the instruments in God's hands that he uses to, to show compassion, to care, to love, to serve. But it's the power of God that resides in us that's really the mechanism for change. Right. Yeah. That if I can tell somebody with tears in my eyes that that sin, those drugs, that alcoholism, that, 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 uh, that lifestyle is, it, it's hurting you. It's hurting the people you love. It's, it's not your best. It's, it's wrong. And every bit of it makes sense. And every bit of me shows that I care. It's still not enough. But if God can dwell in us, Jesus said, you go and wait because you know what? All you do, is, you, all you have is enough to make a mess. You need the power to dwell in you that will change lives. And when the church realizes that God in us yeah. not tradition there's no power there right. we have enough to try to convince people to be a part of our team that's that's sad and pathetic but to be able to help people get free from the sorrow the hurt the the, the, the darkness that binds them and to see them filled with light and filled with life and filled with God. That we can go out of here and pray with them and care about them and show them the life of Jesus, the love of Jesus. That is the, how the church needs to behave, not only in the house of God, but in this world. Right. That we need to go out of here with a boldness. Yes, Hallelujah. It's not my best. We gotta believe we got to believe that, listen now, that God puts us in places and positions, sets up appointments, if you will, that help to have us around the right people at the right time to show them that they experience the power of God in us. Amen. Number one, he said in Jerusalem, right in your home, right where you live, that's where it's more, most important. God, help me if I if I reach out to those across the street and I don't care about the people in my own home to say, God, help us. Find us together in your love, in your light, and your truth. Let my home be a home that loves Jesus. When we struggle, I wanna I wanna care and have compassion. When somebody's hurting, I want them to know that I'm praying and I'm there. That I could be what Jesus wants me to be, right in my home, to my neighbors, to those around me. And the, oh, it's just so annoying when I gotta go to the grocery store and all these people. They don't care. I hear their language. I see how they dress. I see all this. Hello. He didn't call us to be self righteous. He called us to to be compassionate. Right, amen. You know how I acted. You know how I looked before Jesus got a hold of me. All right, all right. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Amen. Right. It's it's what I thought was great, but it was it was sad. Yeah. And then God gave me life. Yeah. And God gave me hope. Okay. And God took away all the the the. the the brokenness and gave me that beauty for ashes. Amen. Amen. And we need to remember that and go into this world and, and, and shine that light. Be the salt in the light. Amen. Look what it says in Acts, the fourth chapter. See, in yourself, there's a lot of. Well, you know, we get frustrated, we get uncomfortable, just like in church. You know, but we got to turn around and say, OK, God, you're God, I'm not. Sorry, <laughs> I surrender to you. Your way's best. Yes. Right. I'm going to follow you. Yes, and I get out into this world and I see people. Now that's not God, that's just people. Right. And God nudges you a little bit and says, people worth my blood. Yes. Right. People right. worth Calvary. Right. People as valuable as you are. Right. How do I... Effect how do I carry influence? see a lot of churches uh, I'm, I'm going to close here soon, don't but uh, a lot of churches are so so paranoid I don't want the world to influence the church. I get that, and that's an important topic, but even more so is how does the church influence the community? Amen. How do we influence the culture? How do we influence those around us who are, are seeing that the churches have failed them? The culture has failed them. This, this Everything they put their trust in seems to be crumbling apart. How do we show them the power of God that is in us, that gave us victory, that gave us the foundation? That is the call. Right. That is the will of God, that we can show them the stability and the strength that God has given us. Neither is there salvation. This is Acts 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You ask people, are they a child of God? I'm, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Mennonite. I'm a this. I'm a that. Not names of salvation. Names of most of the time Men. Names of, of organizations, names of, of businesses. But the Bible says there's one name. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ. That one name. Not tradition, not organization, not some made up. Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I want to take some time here and and talk about what it means to to... to to get to church and get filled up, get every bit of teaching and, and, and focus here. But don't let it stop there. When I go home, Lord, I want people to know I've spent some time with Jesus, right. that when I pray with, for my friends and my, my loved ones, when I care, when I, 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 that I'm not inactive. Because what we see, what we see after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, that is just so simple and plain, right there, hiding if we will, in, in just, just plain sight, is that after the death, burial, resurrection, we have the acts, the acts, the actions, the behavior, if you will, of the church, the people of God that gather. Loving Him together, encouraging one another together, praying together. Yes, 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 and yes. But going out and acting with that power that dwells within us. That Jesus said, I'm building a church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That there's nothing, nothing at all. That these men and women, after they had what they had, which inspires me. It's, uh, I don't wish it upon us. I don't wish it upon myself in any way. But when you see what they were up against with the persecution yeah. and they were willing to even give their lives to say it's, this, this is just him it's who he is it's. Right. They, they didn't say stop praying for the sick they didn't say stop praying for those that are, that, that are, are bound with the devils they, they said don't do it in that name right. Right. do it in anything any other way but don't do it in that name right. mm-hmm. he said well Who should we obey? You or God. Because we're just doing everything we know. This isn't some cunningly devised fable Peter said in one spot. This is the truth. And we need to take this truth and just love in Jesus. Love people with this truth. Don't use it to beat them up. Don't use it to get into some kind of confusing rant about how, how wrong they are. Use it in compassion to help see them say i believe there's not only people that are sick and tired of sin but people are sick and tired of powerless dead traditions that want to see they know it's there they read it they, they hunger after it but where is it today i believe we have a responsibility to go out those doors and show them not some kind of flaky not some kind of of dead but some kind of real experience that they can say i feel like jesus Is making the difference in your life. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please? Not one of us can claim that we say it all perfect, we do it all perfect, but all that power that dwells within us that drives us to keep growing, keep learning, but keep going into all the world. I know I know that there are many many in the land today I've, I've spent time people just so hurt by the pride of religion self righteousness of what is truly legalism some have given up completely some have abandoned even the idea of a right way For the fables of a, of a church system that says that who he is and what he likes and what he blesses is irrelevant while they hold a Bible that they preach out of and cherry pick verses to build their kingdom. It's sad. It's sad. Because you don't have to have one or the other love God with a true love, a love that says, God, I hate every false way, every lie that's been told about you and take who he really is, a savior, a healer, a deliverer to our families, our coworkers, our friends and and all around us. Let's find a place to put Presented and lied on God so many times Help us, Lord Help us, Lord To look to you Lord, have your way in me Oh, yes, Lord I surrender all It's You say, Pastor It it can be so confusing Man has made it confusing you'll seek Him with your whole heart. You'll find Him. If you come to Him and just say, God, I I want to get to know You. I want to learn more about You. How important is the house of God? Well, if you really love Him and love who He is, you're going to want to hear Him magnified. You'll want to Help lift up His name together. And you're going to want to learn as much as you can. And you're going to want to learn how to be more effective for Him and do what He has called you to do and be who He's called you to be. Oh, hallelujah. Let's all stand. Father, thank You for Your presence here right now. Thank You for loving us. Thank you for each one here hungry. They're here today, God, because they're hungry for more of you. They could have been anywhere else. But, Lord, I pray that something that was said, heard, experienced here would help each one, Lord, grow in faith and begin to seek you more and more. Because you you alone, Lord, bring eternal life. We love you so much, God. Bless your people now. Bless, Lord God, each and every one. Bless the service tonight, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.